Ezekiel 47, I'll read verses 1 through 12, and we'll come back at the end of our message, back to this passage of Scripture. Last week, we started Sound Waves. How many of you enjoyed last week's Sound Waves? Sound Waves, we're continuing... We're continuing with sound waves again this week, Ezekiel 47, verses 1 through 12, a well-known passage of Scripture, and it reads, The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. And the water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me through, uh, led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east. And the water was trickling from the south side. And as the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cupids and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cupids and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to my waist. And he measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He then asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah when it enters into the Dead Sea. When it empties into the Dead Sea, the salty water then becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large there will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from the Engedi to the Englahim. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. But the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Hmm. The water from the sanctuary flows to them and their fruit will serve for for food and their leaves for healing. Let us pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, oh God, for your presence that has already been felt in this place, God. Lord, I thank you for the word that has already come forth from this series, and I believe that today you are doing something good. You are going to do something big today, Lord. We declare it in your name. So right now, oh God, prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, oh God, for what you are about to do. Lord, let us lay every hindrance aside. Let us, let us lay everything aside that, 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 that may hinder this word, God. Agendas, calendars, due dates, oh God. <coughs> today we just lay those aside so this word can get inside of us today. I thank you and I magnify you for what you are about to do through this word. And it's in your name I pray, amen and amen. Can somebody say amen with me this morning? Just like last week, I need your help today. I've got Brian going to help me. I need your help today. Everybody say amen. amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. 
I need your help during this sermon today to help me out. My throat is still not great, but I need your help. I need your help preaching today, if you would. So just say amen every once in a while that we mean to help me out this morning. Last week, we started this series called Sound Waves, and we talked about how throughout the creation, the six days of creation, God would create something, and then he would step back at the end of the day and say it's good, and he would bless that day. That happened every day throughout the six days of creation, except for uh, the second day of creation. And that just happened to be the day when he created the air, or what the scripture says, firmament. The day that he created firmament, the air waves, the day that he created that he did not step back and bless that day. And as I was talking about last week, could it be that the word says that Satan is the prince of the power of air? Could it be that he would not bless something where the evil spirits, where evil people would be residing? Amen? He said, no, 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 I'm not not blessing that. I've created it, but I'm not going to bless that. And as we continued on with the message last week, we talked about sound waves. Sound waves are transported via through the air, through the firmament. And since Satan is the prince of the power of the air, whenever we release sounds, we are actually getting in the territory of Satan. Can I get an amen today? We are actually getting into his territory. That's why we are to be releasing sounds. That's why we are to be, that's why we are to be releasing praise because anything that has power comes with a powerful sound. The church cannot lose its sound. The church cannot lose its power. That's why we must continue releasing sound waves into the firmament of the air. Amen? Because whatever comes with power also comes with sound. See, miracles signs and wonders belong in the domain of sound. Miracle signs and wonders belong in the domain of sound. Miracle signs and wonders belong in the place where worship is being released. If you long to see miracle signs and wonders, I would encourage you to get in an atmosphere that is releasing sound waves throughout the firmament. Because whenever a bunch of people, because anytime you get God's creation to come together and and not stop short of the river of God. Anytime you get God's people to come together and to worship and to press in past the point of being tired, past the point of the third song, whenever you get God's people to come together and really press into the river of God, something will be released from heaven. Amen? Something will stir in our midst. Waters will rise up in dry places. Rain will fall on barren soil. Because when God's people get together and release sound waves, God releases waves of his glory. Mm. And when God's glory is released, you can stand back and you can watch as a song service shifts to a worship service. Oh, when God's glory is released, you can just stand back and watch as a song service shifts to a worship service. See, a song service engages your mind. You simply just read the screen. You go on your memory of words. But a worship service engages your heart. See, the sound of a song cannot compare to the sounds of worship. 
Mm. A sound of a song cannot compare to the sound of a worship. I love when glory is released. I love to see his glory that we were singing about this morning. I love it when glory is released. See, when glory is released, it's like a river is being released. Glory goes where, where man cannot go. It touches, his glory can touch places that my sermon will never be able to reach in your soul. Glory follows sound waves. Look at your neighbor and say, if you want the glory, that was we. Look at your neighbor and say, if you want the glory, you better release a sound because glory follows sound waves. Before you step into the river that we're talking about, before you step into his glory this morning, I want to warn you of a few things because you really need to be warned about stepping into the glory of God. You really need to be warned about stepping into the river deep into his presence because one of the things that I really want to warn you about today is that whenever you get in the river, a, uh, a river that was not created by man's hands, whenever you get into the river of God, but uh, the, the, the river that was released due to man's mouth, uh, a river that was released to the sound waves followed by his glory, whenever you get into a river of God's glory, number one thing I want to remind you of or warn you of is that it will ruin church as you knew it. Mm it will ruin your definition of church. But what do you mean? Well, let me explain. See, you will no longer, see, whenever you find a church that's operating in the river, you will no longer pick a church because it's just five minutes from your house. Mm. You will no longer choose a church because of its decor or lack thereof. You will no longer be satisfied with a three-point sermon. You will no longer be searching after a style, but you'll be searching for the Spirit. Once you've been into the river that your sound waves helped usher in and you've tasted the waters, you will come to the realization that where you were in your life was cute for the moment, but I can't get to where God wants me to be standing in stagnant water. See, once you've been in a river of God, you will thirst for his presence more than you'll thirst for a style. See, your thirst for his glory, you will thirst for his glory more than you thirst for a cool first-time gift. When you've been in a sound wave of a river of glory, you are not satisfied until his presence rushes over you. Be warned, because once you've been in his glory, there's no going back. Hmm. It will ruin the way that you view church. Tap somebody and say, I've got to get to the river today. I've got to get to the river today. I just want to experience his glory. Why? Because, because I'm at peace when I'm, when I'm releasing sound waves of worship. I'm in a better state of mind when I've been in the river of God. I'm a better spouse when I've been in his presence. See, there's no isolation in worship. There's no depression in worship because no one can touch me like he can. Not Nothing gets close to me like when, I get, like when I'm in his worship. Oh, someone, someone needs to release a sound wave today into the firmament. Send the devil a notice that, that, that you're coming into his territory. Let the devil know that the image that he wants you to have of church, that's good too. Let the devil know that the image that he wants you to have of church is about to be broken. He wants you to picture your church as a dead place. 
He loves for you to, he loves for you to, 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 to think that church is a dead place. Oh, but I've got to get in the river. Because if you don't go, I'm going to get in the river for you. Because when my prayers have not been answered, I've still got to get to the river. When I don't know what tomorrow holds, I've still got to get to the river. Because I've got to connect more than just to a church. I want to connect with God. Mm. Here's a revelation for you this morning. It's so deep. Listen. The revelation is that there's more people in the church today that are connected to the church more than they are to God. Mm. Mm. I'm going to say it again. There's more people in the church today that are more connected to the church than they are to God. And let's continue with the revelation. And guess what? And the problem starts in the pulpit. Hmm. Because there are too many pastors that are afraid to let the river flow. Hmm. I didn't think that would go over well. It starts in the pulpit because there are too many pastors that are afraid to release the river of God. But what about second service? What if service goes too long? My answer, what, what's the problem? They can wait or they can jump in the river too. But what about our first time guests? We don't want to scare them. Guess what? There's enough river for them too. Well, I don't know what to do with this new sound I'm hearing. I hear sounds of worship like I've never heard before. I've never heard anything like it. Thank God for people that did not reject sounds, but simply because they were new sounds. Thank God for people that have not rejected the sounds because they've never heard sounds like that. Why? Because it was the day of Pentecost and there came a sound as of a mighty rushing wind. Guess what? It was a new sound. Guess what? It was a contemporary sound. Oh, God. It was a contemporary sound. In other words, it was new. It was fresh. It was a contemporary sound. People that have a problem going into new styles of worship, you are rejecting a sound. It was the sound of a mighty rushing wind. It was a contemporary sound. It was a new sound. What if the crowd in the upper room that day had rejected that sound? They had never heard anything like it. Guess what? They did not take a vote. They did not gather the pastor's council together. What is this? Should we go? Should we, should we let this sound enter our presence? No. What would happen if they would have rejected it? Well, I've never heard anything like this before. Since I've never heard this, and since there's no prior sound like this described in the Bible, this can't be of God. What would have happened if they would have rejected the sound? Guess what would have happened? This sound wave would have kept blowing into the next room until someone would have received the gift that it was bringing in. But because that room was filled with people that had been praying but because that room was filled with people who were hungry they realized that this new sound was one from heaven and that it wasn't just any sound but it was the sound of his glory oh god it's my prayer that legacy church would be a church that intersects any that intercepts any waves of glory that are being rejected from churches all around why because it's a new sound god God, may we be a church. Why? Because we are tired of services. We are ready for a river. Mm. Huh. It was a new sound. Thank God 
for the people in history that did not reject sounds because they were contemporary or because they were new. But, but, but when people can see and sense the glory, it brings waves of the river. See, you need to get this today. There are too many churches that are not releasing sounds. And these churches are called Ichabod churches. I-C-H-A-B-O-D. Ichabod. Not Ichabod. That's where you eat. That's down the road. But Ichabod churches. Since so many churches are just releasing songs, but not releasing sounds of the kingdom, hmm, heaven is not releasing sound to them. Hmm. Hmm. Say that again. Since so many churches are just releasing songs and they're not releasing sounds, hmm, guess what? Heaven is not releasing sound to those churches. It's a biblical principle. The biblical principle says that if you bind it on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. But if you loose the sound on earth, he will loose the sound from heaven. So whenever you want to hear from God, don't ask your pastor. You just need to make a sound for yourself. Don't be coming in here expecting them to get you into the presence. Whenever you want to hear a sound from heaven, you need to release the sound. In other words, if you want to hear sounds from heaven, you better be releasing sounds on earth. See, these churches are Ichabod churches. Let's break this down. This story can be found, just write down this scripture reference, in 1 Samuel 14. You can read it later. Ichabod was the grandson of the priest Eli. And and, uh, and, uh, he was born, Ichabod was born on the day, listen, that the Philistine army stole the Ark of the Covenant. So the day the ark was, the ark was symbolic of his presence, as we have talked about. So here, the presence of God was stolen from the temple. The river of God was stolen from the temple. And when Ichabod was born, due to the nature of that day, his, his creative mother came up with the name Ichabod, which means the glory has departed. Hmm. Wouldn't you love for your mom to name you that? Ichabod. It means the glory has departed. No more glory. That's what it means. The glory has departed. No more glory. Some resources suggest that this word name Ichabod was even scribed on the walls and above doors in the tabernacle to let others know that the glory was no longer present. Can you imagine walking up to a church and on the outside of the door it says the glory has left? Can you imagine walking up in here and on the back wall above my head it says the glory is no longer here. Wouldn't you love to worship in a place like that? But doesn't it sound so familiar? The glory was gone. The glory had left the building. But listen, although the glory was gone, they continued on with this thing called rituals. They continued with their routine. In other words, there was nothing moving in the house of God, just rituals. Mm. That's good. That that, that will preach to somebody today. I feel it. There was nothing moving in the house of the Lord. The only thing that was happening was rituals. 
The only thing that was moving was rituals. This is the story of churches in America today because there are no sound waves being released. Ichabod has been invisibly written on their door and the glory has left the church. And you know what? When the glory leaves, you are left with rituals but no river. Mm. You are left with a church that, that, that is just full of routine and rituals. Do you want to know what kills the sound of God's river? Do you want to know what kills the sound of God's glory? Rituals and routines. Because <laughs> people who are addicted to rituals and routine find it so difficult to get in the river of God because the river flows in the opposite direction of rituals and routine. They find it so hard to get in his glory because it breaks rituals. It breaks routine. And just like when an earthly river rises, if you watch during flood seasons, when the river gets outside of its banks, you can look and it's clearing debris from the, from the banks. It removes clutter. See, when the river of God rises in a church, get this, the first thing that it will wash away will be rituals and routines. <laughs> when the river of God starts to rise, the first thing that it will wash away will be your rituals and your routine. Cause your rituals and your routine will keep you on the banks when God wants you to get all the way in. In other words, your comfort zone will keep you from getting your hair wet. Your comfort zone will keep you whispering when your wall is just waiting for a shout. Your rituals will keep your floaty zone when you've been asked to jump in the deep. Your rituals will keep your feet still when your breakthrough is just to dance away. Why am I preaching about sound waves today? Because legacy church will never be an Ichabod church. Ichabod churches are all about earthly prestige. They're all about recognition. Ichabod churches are about the stage. They're about the performance. They put more time into big performances. They put all of their finances into big performances and attractions than they do the presence of God. But we are not here to enjoy the platform. We are not here for a show this morning. We are not here to enjoy the sounds that the singers make. No, but we are here to engage with the platform. We are here to engage with the sound that the worship team is releasing. We are not here to hear our favorite song. No, but we are here to release his favorite song unto him. We are not creating a concert culture. We are creating a kingdom culture. Why? Because we want a river. And if you want to destroy the firmament of Satan, if you want a river of glory, I dare you to engage in some worship. I dare you to release a sound and get in the flow of things. Whew. I dare you. I dare you. See, Ichabod churches, they don't like rivers. Because it's important to understand that a river does not flow in a straight line. Huh. Have you ever seen a river that's just straight? No. There's bends. There's curves, there's turns all in a river. Too many people can't flow in the river of God because they have to have a straight line. They want the first song, second song, third song is slow. Pastor gets up and preaches, and I'm out of here in about an hour and 15 minutes. And if it's not that, I can't get in that. Mm. I know that's nobody. I know that's second service people. But listen, uh, you, you, there's so many you want, you want a straight line. 
but someone who has been down to the river, someone that has experienced his glory. They may know the set list for that day, but they are not stuck to that set list. See, whenever they see a bend in the river ahead, they know how to flow in the spirit. They don't lose their mind because they don't get to song number three. They don't get mad if they don't get to the restaurant at 1238 like they do each and every Sunday because what they got in this place will far outweigh their earthly mow in the spirit. You will not be a leader at Legacy Church if you don't know how to flow in the river. Why? Because when the river says that we're going this way, we will drop everything that we are doing and we will go the way that the spirit is leading us. It's a river. It's a river. Ben, help me out this morning. It's a, it's a river. Full band, just come on and help me out this morning. It's a, it's a river. See, Ezekiel is describing this vision that he had. He's describing this vision that he had. He is describing what he is actually describing is the opposite of an Ichabod church. He is describing a church that has been in the river. Hmm. I've shared from this verse before about the different, different levels of worship. I won't go there today. But he starts off ankle deep. He goes knee deep. He goes waist deep. And then, before you know it, it is a river that he was, could literally be submerged in. It was a river that he could literally float in. It was a river that he could literally be fully submerged in the waters. It was a river, and it says that this river was flowing from the sanctuary. Hmm. Isn't that a great image to hold? So many times, we end the story right there, and we begin to shout. Oh, the water is flowing. It was so deep in the church that it was flowing into the streets. And then we shout. But if we keep reading this, we find that the story is just getting good. Because Ezekiel 47, 6, after the water had become so high, Ezekiel 47, 6 says, once he had progressed through all the levels of the river, he was then asked, son of man, do you see this? See, because what he was about to see, he could not see standing on the banks. What he was about to be shown in the spirit, he could not see while he was standing ankle deep. The revelation that he was about to receive, he could not receive it when he was just halfway in the water. But now that there was a river, he was led back and he said, can you see it now? Can you see his glory that I'm about to show you? In other words, there are things that you will see once you get out of the kiddie pool. There are things you can't see when you're just waist deep. But when you get consumed by the river of God, when you get consumed and just hunger and thirsting for his presence, you will be able to see things that you have never seen before. Whew. And in verse 7 and 8, listen. He said, do you see this? And in verse 7 and 8, he says, when I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah. Listen, and this fresh water, it will enter into the Dead Sea. When it, 
the river that you have been in, the river of glory, when the river of glory empties into the Dead Sea, the salty water will become fresh. In other words, listen, a church that is in the river, a church that is not afraid to flow in the Spirit of God, they shall see stagnant things be refreshed. They will see stagnant people come to life. Does anybody know somebody you would say is just salty? Woo, she is salty. Let me tell you something. Whenever they get into the presence of God, God can remove the saltiness from them. Churches that are flowing in the river of God will be a place of refreshing. Another thing you will see, he said, can you see it now? Now you've been in the river. Can you see this? Once you get out of ankle deep and once you get consumed in the water, the next verse is nine. And he says, guess what? Now you will see swarms of living creatures will, will, will live wherever the water flows. Woo. There will be large numbers of fish because the water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Churches, in other words, churches that are in the river of God will be a place of multiplication. You need to get that in your spirit. Is that all of a sudden there were swarms of living creatures coming from the water. Churches that are a river, churches where a river of God is flowing will be not a place of addition, but it will be a place of multiplication. Churches that are in the river will be a place of life. And just like this passage said, everything will live. Every drug addict shall find life again. Every broken marriage shall find life again. Every wayward child shall come home. A place where the river is flowing. Everything shall live. Once you get into the river, continuing in verse 10, it says fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to there will be places for spreading nets. In other words, once a church gets into the river of God, it will be a place of the harvest. It will be a place that is developing fishers of men. It will be a place where people are casting their nets and they are bringing in the multitudes. Church that has been in the river shall be a place of the harvest. Continuing with verse 10, it also says that the fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. Do you see what God is telling his people? A church that has been in the river will be one that reflects Joel chapter 2 that was that was recited on the day of Pentecost there will be fish of all kinds there will be all generations there will be all shades of fish there will be all demographics of fish why because the river is flowing for all mankind the river is flowing for everyone there will be fish of many kinds all generations all shades all demographics a church that is flowing in the river shall look like the kingdom of God if you walk into a church 
and you're the only one that looks like you, turn around and leave. Because a church where the Spirit is moving is a church of people of all different kinds. Continuing in verse 12, every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. In other words, a church that is ready for the river, a church that has been in the river in the glory of God, you will be productive. You will produce. The Word says that you shall be known by the fruit that you bear. Guess what? Whenever you get into a church that is flowing in the Spirit, people will start to talk about the worship and the Word. They will start to talk about the sound waves that are being released that is coming forth from a church that is in the river. How is this all happening? The Word says because the water that is flowing from the sanctuary in other words it says that when a church is full of water of the spirit when a church is flowing all of these things on the outside of the church shall be uh, shall be uh, reciprocating from everything that is happening they shall be reaping everything that is happening inside of this church and continuing it says them it says also in verse 12 it says their fruit will serve for food and their leaves will be for healing in other words once you've been in the river of God, you will notice a spiritual hunger in your church. You will notice hungry souls coming in and being filled. You will notice people from all the different denominations coming in because they've heard something is happening. You will notice people who've never been in the spirit. They have heard about something that is happening inside of the walls. They have heard sound waves being released and they are attracted to the sound. You will notice people people who have never been in this atmosphere come in and be curious they will not be scared but they will be curious and want to step into the river not only will people be filled but the scripture says but the river will be a place where the leaves are for healing a church who has been in the river will be a place of healing they shall see signs and wonders they shall feel his presence they shall see things come back to life they shall speak to cancer and cancer cells die. A church that has been in the river will have testimonies of divine touch and divine healing. Whew. Stand up with me this morning. Wow. Someone needs to release a sound today. Someone needs to release a sound today because the waters are rising. See, God, we are tired of services. We are just ready for a river. Can somebody say amen with me today? We are tired of services. We're just ready for a river. We are tired of singing songs, but we are ready to release the sounds of the kingdom. The glory, the river of God is just waiting 
on a sound wave to come into because as I said last week on the day of Pentecost they released the sound and then the the Holy Spirit followed the sound guess what today the Holy Spirit is following a sound he is looking for a sound wave to ride into the presence of someone's life he is looking for a sound wave to be released so he can invade a dead space he is looking for a sound wave just to ride in come on somebody release some sound in this place today